you're listening to the theme of the legendary hero from 3D.GameHeroes. Released May 11th, 2010, composed by Shinji Hasoi, Yusuke Yasai, Ayako Seiso, Shochiro Sakamoto, Teru Taniguchi, Takahiro Iguchi, and Norihiro Hurikawa. Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this week, it's Bedroth. It's Bedroth. What is up, dude? What is up, man? How How goes? You know, just tired still yeah barely barely coherent i don't know how i'm still awake even though it's it's early man it's we actually started a little bit earlier than we usually do tonight well um, we initially started a little bit early well, and then sure. i had to step away and now it's about the time we usually start <laughs> but i mean even still like it's still relatively early for me it's only barely 11 p.m and uh yeah I'm I, I'm fighting to stay awake, man. Like I'm fighting to stay awake by nine thirty now, and that ain't me. Uh, <laughs> I hear you, man. Man, once you get past thirty five, it it gets hard. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's no. nothing to do with that. Come on now, no, I'm not getting old. Well, before we get too much older, why don't you go ahead and bring us in? <laughs> Real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you chose to listen to us on a drop script rating and review. really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well, patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexx and Zanku. So yeah. I'm still freaking tired. Uh, apologies for how my voice is probably going to sound on this podcast and how incoherent I will be at times on this podcast until about probably the end of June. That's likely <laughs> when I hopefully will be able to start uh, not being so damn tired because I, I'm theoretically pulling like 12 hour days at work right now, um, five days a week because I have to prep before and after work um, yeah. for what I need to do each day. So. It's not fun. It's not fun. I'm tired. But uh, you, Bedroth, sound a bit different today. I do. I uh, am actually at my parents' house uh, helping them out with some medical stuff. 
and because uh, they're even older than we are, which is the way it works with parents, I suppose. I mean, um, theoretically, that's yeah, that's the only way it can go, right? <laughs> yep, yep, that that is. So um, I am on. I actually got Chukapow to disconnect to the mic that we share and everything, and I was going to bring it with me, and uh, I forgot. So I am on my work <laughs> headset, which seems to still, you know, it's not, be doing it's the not job. terrible. Yeah, like it's not terrible. It's just different. It's just different. But I'll be glad next week to get back to uh, back to my regularly scheduled equipment so exactly exactly but yeah man we have a fun month in store for may right i know we kind of teased it there at the end of last week's episode which if you missed it go check it out all about alchemy but uh at the end there we teased obviously we were going to be having a fun month in store yep and that is because next week on Friday, the 12th, game's already leaked. Be careful. Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, I'm so excited, dude. Hell yes, man. Oh, man. I have been desperately avoiding leaks left and right since the game actually leaked on, you know, unfortunately, major pirating websites. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've been doing my best to avoid spoilers outside of doing a quick search. Is there freaking dungeons in Tears of the Kingdom? <laughs> I don't even want to know that. So, no, yeah. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna say it on the show. <laughs> but for me, again, because yeah. that was my biggest fear going into Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I needed yep. to know. That was my biggest fear. I needed to know. Yep, yep, yep. So even if you know, regardless, I was still gonna play the damn game with or without dungeons. But I wanted to have that peace of mind, knowing yes, they're there, or no, they're not. So yep, that way I didn't have to worry about it. Um. But yeah, this entire month, outside of obviously last week, right, which fell in May as well. And of course, we'll close the month out with Radio Hour, but Radio Hour will probably have a a heavy influence to it as well. Um, Probably so. (laughs) We're going to be focusing on The Legend of Zelda in various different ways. Not just like, you know, we've already covered all the games with their own spotlight episodes in the past. Right. So we're going to be doing things for the next few weeks to celebrate the series as we look forward to Tears of the Kingdom this week. And uh, eventually talk about that soundtrack as well as we get later into the month. So I'm looking forward to this month. I think this is going to be a really fun month for us. I think so, too. I think so, too. And I really like, really like what you have uh, worked out for this week's episode. Um, This week and next week. What you picked. But I think I think this was one of my like ideas, maybe kind of. Kind of. So you had a very similar topic to this that we have on the calendar in a couple months. I just took that idea and instead of the series you have, I just changed it to Zelda. Right. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So this is basically your idea. I just changed the franchise that you had the idea for. We're still doing that other idea later in a couple months. You took it and you made it your own thing. So it's <laughs> a, this is a shared, shared celebration here. But... uh We keep talking about it, man. What are we doing? What are we doing today? So we are going to be talking about Zelda-like games. Games that just feel like you're playing The Legend of Zelda, even though you're not. In many different ways. It doesn't just have to be because they look like Zelda or that they sound like Zelda or control like it, right? It doesn't have to be that. It could be gameplay elements. It could be various different things. So whatever we considered to be a Zelda-like game. Now, I will say all seven of my games are are very, very similar to Zelda uh, in terms of aesthetic and style. But yeah, I it think didn't mine have to be. They didn't have to be. Right. As long as we could make a connection to Zelda, then, you that's know, like always, yeah, as long as we can matter. defend what we did, then we're good. And 
Um, but yeah, mine are all pretty, pretty obviously inspired by Zelda as well. So we always keep least things fast so. and loose here. So that's, that's how right. it goes. Loosey goosey, right? Don't don't maybe did the kids say that. <laughs> uh, I don't think in, the kids in the forties. Yeah, in the forties they did. I think. <laughs> yeah, right. In the forties. I mean. God damn it, Bedroth! We're already closer to the forties again. So, <laughs> yep, yep, we're closer to the the to this century's forties than to the century's forties we were born in. Oh man, man, uh, time does pass, and uh, apparently, as time goes on, um, the Zelda formula stays popular because you know, and even as it evolves, you know, because there have been different kinds of Zelda going on out there. Oh yeah, um, and you know, we've and got. You- brought that up too right like which zelda when we were talking about this idea i and did it, like any of them it don't matter <laughs> and i think we've got a pretty good spread yeah, because i think there are some different games that obviously inspired several of our uh, of our ideas here so absolutely so but i think the, the, probably the most obvious zelda clone on the list however is the one that you opened up with um, would I agree with that? Mm, yeah, probably. But there are a couple others that are so damn close, right? Yeah, um, they, there they are know. a couple others that are really, really freaking close to being a, a copy paste of, of The Legend of Zelda. But yeah, we opened up with the theme of the legendary hero from 3D Dot Game Heroes, again, composed by a plethora of individuals. I don't know who actually was responsible for this track. There was no breakdown anywhere, so I'm just giving credit to all three, four, five, six, seven of these individuals. <laughs> wow. Uh, Shin- Shinji Hasoi, Yusuke Yasai, Ayaka Seiso, Shoichiro Sakamoto, Teruo Taniguchi, Takahiro Iguchi, and Norihiro Hurakawa. A couple of familiar FromSoft. One of them is responsible. Yeah. One of them is responsible for the uh, composition there. Yeah. So yeah, you just mentioned FromSoft, right? They actually published this game in Japan. They didn't publish it here in North America. Atlas eventually brought it over. But this was published by FromSoft in Japan, developed by Silicon Studio. Uh, Silicon Studio is still out there doing some things. They did Terra Battle 2 uh, for Mistwalker, yeah. you know, uh, Sakaguchi Studio back yeah. in 2017. They worked on Bravely Second for Nintendo and Square Enix back in 2015. So, um, you know, they're definitely still out there, just not as active anymore. But this was a legit clone, right, of A Link to the Past. Yep. One basically 100% clone uh, with some elements borrowed from Final Fantasy Adventure and a similar like art style because it doesn't look like in terms of the color palettes and the way everything blends together. It looks more like Dragon Quest in that regard, Mm. but the actual gameplay, the overworld, the way that it's set up and how you're moving about is a link to the past 100%. But this was one of the games that I really wanted a PS3 for. I want to say that A Link to the Past probably inspired most of the tr- the games that we are pulling tracks from tonight. Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. There are some other, you know, Zelda-influenced ones that we'll see, but be yeah, A Link to the Past. And it's such a it's such a seminal Zelda game. It's the best one, so... Yep, yep, but this game was so, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed this game. I did finish it. I did play it. Right around the time I got my PS3, um, I got my PS3 sometime around this time. It came out in 2010. I, I never remember if I actually got my PS3 in 2009 or 2010, but it was somewhere in that period. Uh, and I bought a bunch of games at the same time, but I was always really looking forward most to 3D Dot Game Heroes because yeah. of just how similar it was to A Link to the Past and me loving these kind of games. So I played the crap out of it. It's really fun. It has good music. Um, it does. Yeah, it's got really good music. From this 
bonus track. In fact, this was one of those rare times where I had to ask you to go ahead and tell me what games you were pulling from so that I could uh, narrow my list down. And it's Shocking. a good thing because like five <laughs> of uh, five of your games that you pulled from were also on my list. And yeah, I had a, a different track by the name of Breakout uh, down for this game. But um, the one that you pulled from is, I think, the perfect opener for this episode. It was really good stuff. Yeah, theme of the legendary hero, because, right, we're talking about, or maybe, I don't I don't actually know everything about all the games we're talking about today, but hopefully <laughs> all these games star a legendary hero. I think so. I think that, you know, a legendary hero or a, a group of heroes. It is which... a trope for Zelda, so. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, and I mean, to be fair, Zelda in a lot of ways follows the archetypal hero's journey, you know, of like leaving your nice safe home, having to grow and uh, overcome evil and uh, also some, you know, fairy tale tropes like rescuing the princess and fighting monsters and using magic and stuff like that. And so um, I, I think that it's probably a little easier to, you know, say that these games can feature original stories and stuff like that and they're just related to Zelda because they're all kind of in the same same arena but you know Zelda came first and so and yeah there are probably some earlier maybe adventure style games like Adventure on the Atari that you could say had some influence but kind of like Mario did Zelda revolutionized the adventure game genre and influenced pretty much everything that came after absolutely yeah and it's still going strong like you said to this day uh, a lot of a lot of Zelda like games continue to release on the regular and uh, you know the actual franchise itself took a while but still going strong it finally did. I mean Breath of the Wild coming. absorbed so much attention that it's it was a little bit hard to realize that this was the longest wait in between it Zelda was. games that we've which had is, which is why I was shocked as it kept getting delayed like I was very yeah. very adamant because I tend to stick to Nintendo's formula Nintendo is very on the mark with their formula in terms of like separation between things that's why I continued to say that the successor to the Switch was going to release in like this year because that's the formula but they're clearly putting some more distance between things now um well and i mean breath of the wild was also delayed it was originally going to come out a little earlier on the wii u but i think we can all agree it's good that they decided to wait and 100%. really really amp it up for the new console and you know, I'm glad that they waited on this one. And of course, a lot of people did think that was because it was going to launch the next iteration of the Switch. But even That's if it I didn't, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just means that they, they delayed it longer so that they could really perfect this game's formula, regardless of the console. And from that last trailer, I would say I'm, I'm really excited. It looks like they packed a whole lot of really cool new stuff in here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next week, man. I plan to jump in immediately after I get off work on Friday and probably play the entire weekend. Yep, yep, me too. And I'm excited to jump into the, the uh, episode um, that we are going to be doing next week as well. But before I get too far ahead of myself... I say, um, you're jumping a week ahead already? Damn, okay. Before I get too far ahead of myself, why don't we go ahead and uh, get back to the task at hand? You want to jump into my first block? Let's do it. Okay. So my first track comes from uh, the sequel to a game, both of which are... Um, 
I think both of which are inspired by Link to the Past. Uh, I I did look up some footage of Faerun, the original, and it's definitely Link to the Past inspired. I didn't look into as much of Faerun 2. I think it might be more like... There's one where the sequel is more like a PS1 game, so this may be more similar to Ocarina of Time. I don't know for sure. No, 100% no. This okay, is similar. This, is, this, this looks like Blossom Tale. This is basically Link to the Past still. There we go. Okay, then then there's a there's a different one that I don't know if it's on my list. I don't think it is, but there's a different one that's you know that's like that. But um, anyway, Faerun Two, uh, a Link to the Past clone um, or inspired by at least. We're gonna listen to the Overseer's Tower, and uh, Faerun Two was released October twentieth, twenty sixteen. This game was composed by Yumi Kimura. Next, we're going to take a listen to Fireside Rest from Genshin Impact, released September 28, 2020, composed by Yuping Chen.
Rounding out my first block, we're going to listen to Sky Island from Oceanhorn, Monster of Uncharted Seas, released November 14th, 2013, composed by Kale Ilitalo, Kenji Ito, and Nobuo Uematsu. Okay, coming back from my first block, we are first talking about the Overseer's Tower from Faerun 2. And yeah, man, I love this track. <laughs> this is a really, really dope track, man. It's probably, I mean, of the four we've played so far, I think I might dig this the most. I don't know anything about this soundtrack for Faerun and Faerun 2, but after hearing this, I gotta go check out more. They're both um, really nice, man. I, um, I would have to assume that they are, so... I'm really enjoying this. I narrowed it down between a Faerun track that I, I don't have on my original list anymore because I, I narrowed it down, but between that one and this, and I went with this because it's so different from anything on my list. Um, this sounds like classic NES stuff, and it sounds more like Sunsoft than Nintendo to me. Yeah, it doesn't have, like, there are elements of Zelda in the sound, right? Especially yeah. those opening notes, it almost sounds ripped from Link to the Past, <laughs> Yeah, but it deviates from that. There and it goes in a different direction that's not super Zelda, but I really like the direction that it went. Um, it's, it's got a really chill vibe. I like this a lot, dude. Yeah, there, there's a part of it that reminds me kind of like of the old uh, NES space shooters. Um, and then parts of it that, like I was saying when we listened, sound like a, a dark dystopian side scroller or something. Yeah. And, I mean, that Arab mystery makes sense for something like a place called the Overseer's Tower. I imagine that this is, if it's not a dungeon, then I it's... wonder if it's the tower that she's looking at in that picture of the video. I don't know. 
I don't know. But the pixel is that even a tower? Really nice too. That might I just can't be tell like if a it's light. a tower or a beacon. Yeah. Yeah. But but it looks gorgeous, and these games look really cool. I think I might they have played do. a demo of the original Faerun, but I don't know for sure. But I really enjoy Blossom Tales, so I really think I would like this too. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I also enjoyed what I've played of Blossom Tales. I do own that one. I need to get back into it. But I have both. They're both amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And but yeah, this uh, this was cool stuff. And um, like you said, uh, let's like Blossom Tales. And so obviously it's like a link to the past, um, which, again, best Zelda game. So can't go wrong, <laughs> though. it Though it does also. I mean, it it. it... I guess some of the pixel art, it Faerun 2 might even be more closer now that I'm watching more gameplay of it to the original Legend of Zelda. Wow. Okay. Because there's actual like just squares on the overworld with stairs leading down that look like the same pixel art from the original Zelda. So I almost would say that this probably is more similar to that now after watching actual gameplay of it. Huh. Okay. Well, um. And I mean, I, I think when I think of Blossom Tales, which we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I think of Blossom Tales, I, I that actually makes me think of some of the later Legend of Zelda games that are modeled after Link to the Past, like they're the top down ones, but things mm-hmm. like Minish Cap and Minish Cap, absolutely, yeah, and stuff like that, um, because of like the the animation and everything in Blossom Tale. But but again, it's all it all goes back to Link to the Past. So oh yeah, um, oh yeah. This is a great choice, man. I love this pick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, um, speaking of things that uh, call back, (laughs) um, we're moving to uh, Genshin Impact, which a lot of people said was just an obvious ripoff of um, Breath of the Wild, although it did, I think, evolve. Don't say that to Melissa. (laughs) It did kind of evolve. Say anything about ripoff and Genshin Impact into its uh, into its own thing. (laughs) And um, yeah, I've I've played some of the uh, some of Genshin Impact because I mean it's free, so why not? Of course, Um, why wouldn't you? I'm waiting for Honkai Star Rail to release on PS5. I don't really want to download that on PC. I'd kind of want to play that on console, but that game looks really freaking good too. And uh, I haven't heard much about that one. Is it similar as well? It's MiHoYo's newest game. Oh, uh, it's okay. also also free to play. So um, I was watching Asmin go play it the other day. It looks really freaking good. But uh, speaking of things that are, are technically original, but you can tell what they're based on. This track, Fireside Rest, is um, is really obviously Paco Bell's Canon in D. <laughs> yeah, Yu Peng Chen's Canon in D. Come on yep. now. Right, right, which uh, I did talk about back on the classical music episode, the the only episode of BG Mania that you have not appeared on. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's still mind-blowing to me. I wonder if there'll ever be another one in the future. We'll have to wait and see. have to wait and see, but... That's yeah, not a was... tease, by the way. There's not one currently planned. <laughs> There's not one currently planned, but yeah, we will have to wait and see. Um, but uh, this is from the Mondstadt chapter expansion, I guess, of Genshin Impact. Yeah, no uh, idea how it actually... I, I played the initial release of Genshin, but I haven't been back since. I feel like there have been a lot of like from what there i saw on the soundtracks stuff, there have been a lot yeah. of updates and expansions and things like that so um but i really like the instrumentation on this and i do like the subtle ways that it deviates from the canon and uh i mean kind of like the zelda formula the canon's progression has been copied so many times and it's built beautiful. on in so many songs it's gorgeous it, and it's so memorable and it just it's it's really I love this on guitar like yeah. you know the oh, like yeah. trans-siberian orchestra or any 
anyone that actually has covers of Canon and D on guitar. It's so good. And especially, I also really like acoustic guitar covers of Canon and D, but oh, yeah. it, it lends itself so well to everything. And it's really emblematic of how like music, like the psychology of music and how it can just make you feel good because all of these chords resolve into another chord that you really like and that you your your body expects and so it's a very satisfying song to listen to and it makes it makes sense for like a fireside rest because you're relaxing you're comfortable that's a very nostalgic idea of resting by a fireside and um so yeah i think it works really well i do too and we we are basically assuming right genshin impact similar to breath of the wild in terms of a massive open world that you can explore yeah yeah lots of ability to explore go places magic use uh the animation and everything is really um uh akin i'll say to uh to breath of the wild and uh, um but yeah definitely built on it and did its own thing like uh Yuping Chen did with Paco Bell's Canon. So, <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, coming up, man. Coming up next, uh, the name of this track, Sky Island, is actually, that's another idea I have for an episode is, you know, Sky Islands in games. I think that would be fun to do sometime. Um, on the list. But uh, you don't think about, you know, this, it's called Ocean Horn is the name of the game, Ocean Horn, Monster of Uncharted Seas. And this is a sky island. So you're not on the ocean, but man, does this sound like the great sea from the Wind Waker? <laughs> the first it half, It really at least. does. It really does. Then the great sea being basically um, your, your overworld music in Wind Waker, right? I don't know if this is, I doubt it because I think there is a track on Ocean Horde soundtrack called Overworld, if I'm remembering mm-hmm. correctly. There is. Yeah, that actually you have played it on, on the show before. Okay, well, perfectly. Yeah, okay. That's probably why I remember so distinctly that there is then. Because uh, it, was, played this it was game. on my list, but then I saw that you had it, so. I've actually yeah, played too. this game. Uh, yeah, you me did too. say you did. Um, it's, it's an all right game. I wouldn't say it's amazing. It had some issues, but it's pretty good for like a Wind Waker clone. It's pretty good. It is. Yeah. And any of these games you want to play, like these are good to scratch that itch between Zelda games. And and it's been a while since we had a top down Zelda. Uh, I guess I don't really I never played um, uh, Triforce Heroes. And so the last one I played was oh, I um, wouldn't count Triforce Heroes as a main. I mean, that's not a mainline game. Come on. Yeah. Now. <laughs> um, I mean, I wouldn't know. I never played it. And probably because it didn't look like a mainline game. But, um, you know, your overhead Zelda games um, with the last one I really played was um, A Link Between Worlds. Link Between and Worlds. so, yep. yeah, uh, that's really the last major one we've had. Was um, well, Link's we Awakening had, uh, after the remake? Link's Awakening remake. Yeah, that's that. Um, I also haven't played that one yet, but it looks oh, amazing. Wow. It looks charming. Um, just because I had fairly recently finished the original Link's Awakening, and so I wasn't rushing out to like replay it, um, even in a new, you know, a new iteration. But eventually I will have it because Link's Awakening is fantastic. Um, it is. But yeah, Oceanhorn is a, uh, isn't it more like an isometric adventure game? If I remember right, it's not, it's not full 3D like Wind Waker. No, it's not full 3D. No. And I, I don't know if it's isometric, but you are kind of like island hopping and exploring different things. So very similar to Wind Waker in that, in that yeah, aspect. It's, it, it is more like, it's not top down, right? It's got the over the shoulder isometric, but you are basically sailing to small islands, exploring them. Um, and there's a crafting mechanic, I there think. There is a crafting yep. mechanic, yeah. Okay. There's it's been a several years since I played couple the demo. So. Other mechanics. I wasn't super into this game. Like, I played it 
it yeah, was all right, same. but I wasn't super into it. I feel like it had a lot of good ideas, but never actually fully realized them. Yeah, the demo did not inspire me to pick up the main game because, yeah, it felt like it felt like the game was the sum of its parts. Yeah, you know, whereas you know, games like Zelda are more than the sum of their parts, which is what makes them them so memorable. So, but yeah, but you um, you do have a boat, right? In Oceanhorn, you do have a boat. You do get to sail the sea. Like I said, it is legit Wind Waker. It is yeah, legit definitely. And um, I mean, even like the artwork in the video is reminiscent of what I saw in the game, which is very similar to some of the artwork, like the story artwork in uh, in Wind Waker yep. and kind of in Skyward Sword as well, which continued the motif, I think. So it did. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. So that was my first block. We've covered a. Uh, three different Zelda games so far that we kind of have a little bit for, like you said, Faerun 2 is kind of reminiscent of the original Legend of Zelda. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, and um, I think with, uh, <laughs> I think with my picks, we're going to, we're going to get a game similar to A Link to the Past, a game similar to A Link to the Past, <laughs> and a game similar to the original Legend of Zelda, actually. <laughs> All righty. Alrighty, well, and one of these we have uh, we have heard quite a bit about before from you. So we have, yes, the opening track of my first block actually comes from a game that we did an entire spotlight episode on back in the past. Uh, because I really freaking like the soundtrack. I think it's an amazing soundtrack, but it's also a really great game. We could say that this track is a link to the past of BG Mania. It is hundred <laughs> percent. It absolutely is nicely there done. <laughs> But yeah, this uh, this this game has a great soundtrack, and I think the game actually is really fantastic as well. So, let's take a listen to Animal Town from Crusader of Senti. This again released in March of 1995, and it was composed by Motokazu Shinoda. <laughs> up let's go ahead and take a listen to dream from linkle liver story released march 15th 1996 composed by herihiko enemoto
Last up in this block, let's take a listen to Overworld 2 from Golvelius Valley of Doom. Released August 14, 1988, composed by Masatomo Miyamoto and Takeshi Santo. Talking about Animal Town from Crusader of Senti, again composed by Motokazu Shinoda. Yeah, we are. I really enjoy this, man. It is fun. It is bouncy. And of course, we need a town theme on here somewhere, right? Yeah, we need a waltz, of course, as well. So, oh, yeah. We need a waltz, baby. You can't have a Zelda-like episode without a town theme. Towns are so integral to, well, really to RPGs in general, but also to adventure RPGs like Zelda and its kin. You know what I kind of hope? Remember... What was the town that called in Breath of the Wild that you basically were building? Oh yeah, Terrytown. Was it Terrytown? About that, yeah. I Is really that what hope it was that's, Yeah, Terrytown. I hope. I hope that there's an element like that in Tears of the Kingdom. Well, maybe Terrytown is still there. This seems or, to be. Or maybe, you know? maybe you expand Terrytown. Terry City. <laughs> Terry City. Teriyaki. Man, that would be that'd be so cool. That'd be so or, cool. Or delicious. Maybe, uh, maybe Link is. You know, he had his house in Hyrule uh, in in um, Kakarito. No. Hatano Village. Maybe he uh-huh. moved to Terrytown, and that's like his uh, his base now. You never know. <laughs> you never know. We'll but find out in a week. We will. We will. But I hope so too. Uh, Terrytown was so cool, and the way the music evolved when you got more yeah. people moving in and stuff. It was really cool. It was really freaking cool. But this this game also sounds really cool. Um, do you remember why you and Frank covered this? Uh, because I think I fell in love with the soundtrack and just wanted to cover it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, that's a good enough reason. It's a really good soundtrack and the game looks fun too. It looks like, you know, somebody at Sega was like, man, this Link to the Past game is really popular. We need that on the Sega. Let's make it. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, you know, eventually once Zelda took off, right, Sega got on that train quick I have I have a track from the first game they released in their in like the Sega Zelda games coming up. That's the one that I closed out my first block with. Or yeah, my first block. Yeah. Um, the one that I closed out with literally was the first one they did. Um, they did a few others in between that and Crusader of Senti. 
Now, Crusader Ascenti was called Soleil in Europe, right? And it was also called Ragnacenti in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So some people may know this game as Soleil instead of Crusader of Senti. Yeah, one game, man, I can't remember what it's called. It's on the Genesis online on the Switch. Uh, um, there's a game that's a lot like um, a lot like Zelda, and I can't remember what it is. I'll have to look it up while we're talking. But, um, but yeah, this looking at the gifts that you you shared yeah. in the chat on this, this I found a couple fun gifts for these retro games. So <laughs> linked to the past, man. It is so linked oh, to the past. And, and, and it's the first 16-bit Zelda-like game that Sega released. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they clearly went for it all with inspiration, basically copy-paste of Link to the Past. Uh, but honestly, this game is really a hidden jewel on the Sega Genesis. I think this game is fantastic. It looks really good. I wish they would put it on the Switch Online because it looks like it's a lot of fun, and I think a lot of people would like it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean... We already played an entire episode, so if you like what you heard, go back and listen to that because the entire soundtrack is phenomenal. It's got a lot of different environments. Um, bosses are fun, right? And it's set up very similar to the way Link to the Past is. Uh, there's a cameo by Sonic in the game, so you can't go wrong there. Sonic is on a beach, like in a nice little lounge chair, just yeah. chilling with his with his thumb <laughs> up. Typical Sonic pose. Um, the story in this game is really cool. And I don't know how much we got into it on that episode because I don't remember what Frank and I talked about. I don't remember what you and I talked about. Right. Well, just in case you didn't get into it too much, uh, tell us a little about the story. What's going on? So the main character, you begin in the future, but you go back into the past in ways that basically contextualize the dungeons and enemies that are in the game. Um, Okay. The the hero ascends to heaven, basically, and battles with God at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. That's a JRPG trope right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, being the supreme being, he denounces your actions and plans to destroy the planet now. You pissed him off. So you have to create an alternate timeline where the greatest villain of all somehow helps pave a less evil path. (laughs) Who's the greatest villain of all? It's you. It's humanity. Oh, humanity. Wow. (laughs) I was thinking it's you because you're the one who pissed off God. But, man, that's... (laughs) Although, you know, you could say humanity pissed off God, and that's why God's eventually going to destroy the world, you know? (laughs) (laughs) This game is great, though, man. This game is fantastic. If you've never played Crusader of Senti, you really need to. Yeah, as uh, as Snestrunk says, you'll since it's not on any of the Genesis stuff right now, you'll have to play it any way you can. But oh, yeah. um, any way you can. The the game I was thinking of was Beyond Oasis. Have you played that one yet? Uh, I have. That's a Yuzo Koshiro game, right? Composition yeah. wise. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's the game that I do not think is his best work. Yeah, I mean it's it's very serviceable. Um, I mean it's still, it's Yuzo. He's not going to have any any duds. But yeah, it's it's less excellent than the rest of his stuff. I, I would say, but the game itself is is pretty fun. You know, it's a little clunky, um, kind of in the way that like Robin Hood on the NES was. But yeah, it's um, meant to be a link to the past. It is, and it's still very fun. It's got that top-down combat it moves puzzle in solving slow motion, stuff. Dude. The game moves in slow it, motion. It really does. It really does. <laughs> but uh, you know, it was nice and diverting. I, I recently went through and played like the first half of the games on Sega Online, just because I I hadn't played I'd played so few of them before, and so I wanted to try them out. And I I, I stayed in Beyond Oasis for probably about an hour before I moved on. So it was good. Yeah, nice. Very nice. But uh, but yeah, uh, we're not done talking about the uh, the publisher of Crusader of Senti, which we haven't really talked about too much um yeah we haven't even mentioned it right next next yeah. tech or whatever next yeah, tech really... looks like it was atlas in the in north america but uh 
Next Tech, or developed, Next Tech developed, I guess, maybe the game. And they also developed the next game that is coming up in your block. They did, exact same team. Um, worked on what was translated as Linkle Liver Story. But you, you found out that is probably a, a butcher of a translation. It is, yeah. Uh, the original Japanese is something like Rinku Riba Sutori, which would have been literally Wrinkle River Story. But yeah, it, it was translated as a Linkle Liver Story <laughs> through some of that, that Japanese to English phonology that we all know and love. Um, <laughs> but this is a pretty dope track, dude. I like yeah. it. Yeah, so we listened to Dream, and it was composed again by Hedihiko Enemoto. Um, and you got uh, lots of cute animal anime characters on here. Uh, Gimme humans, as they would they, they call them. But uh, yep, lots of... Uh, Lots of cute anime girls and a couple little anime guys. I see a kitsune back there and um, a rabbit girl and a little teddy bear guy. <laughs> but uh, but man, the, the gift that you shared, again, this looks just like Link a dungeon to Link to the Past. Yeah, yeah, Link to the Past, 100%. Game only ever did release in Japan. I've never played this game, so I don't know too much about it. Um, but I really dig the soundtrack. It's like I listened to all the like this, I think was near the end, actually. Um, there's 30 or somewhere between 35 and 45 tracks on the actual soundtrack. And you said you think this track is called Dream. I think it's called Dream, right? The actual like video is just called um, Track 31. Yeah. But VGMDB actually has this soundtrack in their database. Okay. With translations of the titles. And Track 31 says Dream. Now, granted, there are more tracks on the YouTube playlist for the soundtrack than what appear on VGMDB. So it may not be called yeah. Dream. I'm just going with Dream because, damn it, that's track 31. There you go. There you go. But yeah, it is, this game it is, is nice, dude. Yeah, it sounds a very, very nice track. Sounds very Sega Saturn and very reminiscent of the CD games of this era. Oh, yeah, which you said you were a big fan of. I am. I like it a lot. Yeah. But yeah, this game is basically, again, a link to the past. Uh, you move around, apparently, like you go through different environments through the usage of tornadoes somehow. Huh. Okay. I don't really know how that works, but I guess I could see how it would work. And apparently the game also, because it was a Saturn game, so the Saturn was capable of some 3D elements, right? Uh, the game did introduce 3D, such as uh, poly polygonal bosses and a globe map for your actual, like, map that you, oh. you could, like, spin it around and, okay. I guess, move about somehow. Cool. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Otherwise, it was, you know, 2D Link to the Past style. So, but yeah, that's all I know about that game. I don't know <laughs> much about it. Cool, cool. Well, I didn't think about the fact that you've got a whole Sega block here. Yeah, this is all Sega. So these are all Sega-like, like Sega Zelda games, basically. <laughs> yep, that's why I did that. I put I, So I picked three uh, that Sega, because Sega has had a ton, right? They've had a ton of Zelda clones. But yep. um, I picked three, and I put them together. And, and like you said, the, I, I guess this last one is like the first Zelda clone on Sega, like you said. Yeah, 100%. It released in 1988. We are talking about Overworld 2 from Golvelius Valley of Doom, again composed by Masatomo Miyamoto and Takeshi Santo. This, again, very, very similar because it released in 1988 mm -hmm. to the original Legend of Zelda on the NES. It looks and plays identical to that game. And supposedly, I've not played this one either. Um, supposedly, it's actually fun. Yeah. And I mean, originally, it looks like this was released on the MSX in 87, which I think the original Zelda was in 86, I want to say. Um, but not too long before uh, Golvelius would have come out on the MSX. So 
Um, but yeah, man, this this is a fun track as well. Very dungeon sounding. Yeah, it's it's an overworld track too, right? It does kind of sound like a dungeon, but it is overworld too. So um, I wouldn't get tired of hearing this in the overworld. I would tell you that. I think yeah. this track is actually really pleasant to listen to for the for a master system track, which you know we we give the master system crap sometimes, actually a, a lot for the uh, music on the on the console, but. Um, Apparently, the way Golvelius handled its dungeons is quite a bit different from the original Legend of Zelda. So, like, the overworld and the way that you explore and move about and uncover secrets, all of that is very, very cut and paste from The Legend of Zelda on NES. But the dungeons, some of them have you running down this auto-scrolling, like, vertical corridors, mm-hmm. avoiding collisions and attacking monsters charging from in front of you. So it's more reminiscent of like a shmup in terms of mechanics for some of the dungeons and not so much like the the side-scrolling Zelda-style dungeons from 1987 or whatever. Yeah. Because, again, this is auto-scrolling and it's just consistently pushing you up. So it's kind of weird. Um, but so, I can't again, confirm, this game is good. By the way, that the original Legend of Zelda came out in Japan uh, in 86. So, yeah, looks like the uh, MSX guys saw it and were like, okay, we got to do this. And then Sega jumped on it right away. Um, this sound I'm, I'm noticing now as I listen back to it again is reminding me a lot of a 2D game that actually is more inspired by Wonder Boy, but also has some link to the past. Or I sorry, Wonder it, Boy is inspired by Zelda. Yeah, there's Wonder Boy, which it's got a lot of throwback to Adventure of Link as well. But the game is called Agalos. It's an indie game on the uh, on the Switch. On the Switch. And yeah. um, one of the games I've beaten this year, and it's a really fun little game, but this sounds a lot like Agalos. Or I would say Agalos sounds a lot like this. Um, but again, yeah, really, really cool stuff. And uh I love the retro art on the cover. <laughs> right. Very 19, mid 1980s style, uh, just characters that probably have nothing to do with anything that's going on in the game. <laughs> I love it. It's uh, got just action and, and big fonts on the top left corner. And then with password, with password save, save. <laughs> there is nothing more 80s than that. <laughs> Dude, that's a big deal back then. Shit, yep. I don't have to finish this game in one sitting. Hell yeah. Which also promised that it would be a long adventure. So, Indeed. yeah, very nice. Indeed. Ten hours as opposed to, you know, the games that were only 20 minutes back then. And Overworld 2. So guys were like, uh, so Legend of Zelda has one overworld theme. We're going to have two overworld themes. Well, apparently <laughs> when you get the shield that the character is holding there or a shield similar to the one he's holding. Yeah. Elements of the story change and the music in the overworld changes to this after that point. Cool. That's cool. Very cool stuff, man. I like this block. Nice, nice Sega block of stuff. Indeed. And, uh, so yeah, so like you said, we've got, uh, this block was all linked to the past and original Legend of Zelda. And my next block, we're gonna gonna mix things up a little bit again. Yeah, you've um, got, again, I would say probably three different Zelda games that we well I think your I think your first one's probably similar to Breath of the Wild. I would say so, yeah. That's why I picked it. I think it's most similar to Breath of the Wild. Um almost picked it up but didn't, even though it had some steep sales uh, because it was similar to Breath of the Wild. Um yeah, but I don't have Game Pass, so I don't have an Xbox. Oh no, I'm just saying so, yeah. it's actually on Game Pass, which is crazy. I think it's on PlayStation too. Also a track by Gareth Coker. So, you know, yeah, I'm excited. Gotta and, love uh, it. Gotta love so it. Yeah. What do you say we go ahead and get into it? 
uh, we it. are going to take a listen to the Valley of Eternal Spring from Immortals Phoenix Rising, released December 3rd, 2020 and composed by Gareth Coker. Next, we're going to listen to Cursed Shinshu Field from Okami, released September 19th, 2006, composed by Masami Ueda, Hiroshi Yamaguchi, Rai Kondo, and Akari Kaida. Thank you. 
Rounding out my second block, we're listening to Vidalia from Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion, released April 22nd, 2021, composed by Ryan Bourbone. Coming back, we are talking about The Valley of Eternal Spring by Gareth Coker from Immortals Phoenix Rising. What a pleasant track, dude. It is. It's really pleasant. This block was, uh, at least the first couple tracks, were a lot more chill. Um, oh, I loved it. And yeah, just a you know, nice nice way to relax. Uh, the longer tracks of the episode as well, even at uh, 3 minutes 14 seconds, that's longer than that's, everything except my first one. That's the second longest track. Third longest, technically. My... Uh, my favorite two track was three seconds longer, but yeah. Um, you have all the three longest then, tracks? Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> I do. We switched this time because you, you went for some of the different systems and uh, I went for longer and more emotional tracks. But this and is you just, know what? That's okay. Yeah, this is so nice, man. It And it sounds like a Valley of Eternal Spring. It's just very peaceful, very pastoral. It's got kind of a... There, there's an old um, song, I don't know what it's called, but that used to be played over sunrises in old cartoons that this sounds do, a lot like. Do, 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 do. Yep. I know exactly. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were talking about. That's stupid. Yep. And this, <laughs> this reminds me of that a lot. Um, Why that that bugs me that I knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> it's one of those songs that you know. I'm sure there's videos out there that are like songs that you know but don't know the name of that it's on. But yeah. Um, but I love how in, in true Gareth fashion, this song doesn't go as many places because it's not as long as a lot of his tracks. But at the halfway mark or a little before the halfway mark at around a minute 30, it, it just you know, gets the timpani has come in yeah, and it, it just, just gets, gets epic. 
Yeah, yeah, this oh, is... Uh, it's so Gareth Coker, man. It's so good. It's good stuff, man. Sounds impeccable. The instruments are beautiful, just like we've talked about with Gareth. And, um, yeah, some, man. Some may say he's unsung and upcoming. Some may say it's uh, uh, less unsung than some of the newer folks. Uh, I would sure. put him on the same level as, like, an Austin Wintry or a, or a Jay Kaufman. Still, but still, still within the last decade-ish. Still up and coming. Yeah, yeah. still within the last decade-ish. Definitely a lot newer. He wasn't around when we were kids, so nope. there you go. And um, mm-hmm. and this game, just it looks really fun. I never, like I said, haven't played it, but I did read a, a comic that was, like, a sequel to the story. Um, and, I uh, saw that they released that. That's weird. It was cool. I got to know the character of Phoenix a bit, and she seems really fun. And I like their their takes on good game. the gods. This is a good game. This is a yeah. good game. The only criticism I heard of this when people were comparing it inevitably to Breath of the Wild was that it was um, it seemed a lot more simple. Like a lot of the, the things you had to do just weren't weren't well, yeah, all that it was, hard. It was and so... it was a Ubisoft Breath of the Wild. So <laughs> and so yeah, you knew but... you should have known what you were getting. And so, but I mean, you know, that's, I don't mind that it has a low barrier to entry. Uh, that means if I get it, I could play it. My kids could play it and it wouldn't be that difficult. And, and it would be just, you know, kind of fun, chill, relax, uh, relaxing. And, uh, it looks beautiful. I mean, everything about this game it's is gorgeous. Gorgeous game. Yeah. It's an absolute gorgeous game. Super fun mechanics, really fun world to explore. A lot of collectibles. This is a good game, man, with a great soundtrack. Gareth Coker, obviously nailed it. Like he always does. Definitely on my list to pick up at some point and uh, finish and it is on game pass if you have game pass i think it's also on playstation plus if you have that so the game is definitely out there and readily available yeah um and speaking of games i need to finish and games that are gorgeous uh music visuals everything Talking about Okami is my next track. Uh, Cursed Shinshu Field, our uh, emotions of sadness track for the episode. Ooh, and, baby. Um, I'm glad you brought Okami because I, I didn't, but I wanted to and just didn't. So I'm glad you actually had it on here. I really, really love Okami. I love it, man. And um, I mean, the wolf motif and the darkness and everything and the the 3D, you know, style of the gameplay and the puzzles, definitely uh, reminiscent of Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Wii, where I where Okami did originally drop, I think alongside other things. But Excuse me, and GameCube. And GameCube. Oh, yeah, man. That's right. I played it on the GameCube because it's the better version. Yeah, the motion controls were just... I think that's why I didn't finish it. I need to get it on a different system. Uh, They did a re-release on the Switch, didn't they? And on other modern consoles? Yeah, so... Uh, Yes, they did. So I will have to uh, check that out at some point because I need to finish... Um, no, they didn't. Story. Oh, they it's didn't. not on the Switch yet. The, yeah, not, actual, okay. I had to think for a second. So the Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD have not been ported to Switch yet. Oh, no. I mean, Okami. Uh, the Okami remake. Didn't they do one oh, of those? Yeah. Sorry. Okay, yeah. That's okay. Dude, I'm, That's okay. I'm so far gone at the moment. I'm tired and... That's all right, man. Amazingly high. It's all right. We're uh, we're <laughs> we're getting close to the end. So, but, but yeah. Well, this is a good track to listen to when you're tired and amazingly high. It's just a kind of ride down, ride down the the river through the cursed field. <laughs> and it takes um, you on that journey. I love the instruments that they were that were used in this actual track. Um, it's got that major major Japanese feel to it, right? Which I obviously love. Reminds me in a lot of ways of Shenmue um, mm-hmm. in certain areas. 
Well, and I mean, everything about Okami is super Japanese. I mean, oh, it's based on Japanese mythology and all of yeah, the, it's great. the the ink strokes and everything and the sound. It's just, I mean, look at the, the cover and or the, the logo on the uh, on YouTube and it's the word Okami over basically a stylized Japanese flag. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that brings us to maybe the biggest stretch when you say it's a Zelda clone. <laughs> mm. um, Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. I want to see, because, okay, so I I can kind of see maybe. I'm trying to think which one I would compare it to most. Well, I think with, like, the style of the game and, again, the animation and everything, it reminds me a lot of Minish Cap. Uh, the does. music does, too. But it doesn't have, it doesn't really have any of the Zelda-like puzzle elements. Um, no. Very light. This is a super simple, super easy game. Oh, it's, yeah, it's only um, like a couple hours, too. Yeah, and, and but it's so so whimsical and charming and that's what makes me think of like you know minish cap also a little bit linked to the past maybe a little more link between worlds um but uh, i think it's got to be closest to minish cap dude like yeah, i'm pretty sure so. it's got to be minish cap well minish cap has a real like you know foresty nature kind of feel to it because i mean the minish are these little forest creatures and of course yeah so uh, you know uh, turnip boy uh which is uh, is actually story-wise a lot deeper than it looks like at first glance um but man it's a fun little game i definitely encourage people to check this out especially because the sequel is coming out really soon yeah um, later this year supposedly bank. yeah he's gonna get rich <laughs> you know he's gonna get caught turnip boy's going to jail that's his that's the the three cool in this in this series of course turn up boy course. goes to turn jail he committed jail. tax evasion yeah. robbed yep. a fucking bank and now he's going <laughs> to jail man you can tell you're far gone because you're 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 dropping an f-bomb on our on our quote-unquote clean show but well, i've, I've um, been more lenient lately with myself on the show I, I don't remember where this track plays i want to say maybe it's around like the bunker when you discover spoiler alert the uh the humans <laughs> um but uh but it's a, it's a nice little track, you know, a little bit dark, but still, you know, got a little bit of innocence, especially at the beginning. The music in this game is just dope, man. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, this is a really fun soundtrack. Remember that track I brought a couple weeks ago? That super happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the vocal track. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I almost brought the credits theme, which is also a vocal track by the uh, the composer. Um, and it's it's super fun. But, but yeah, I like this one. And um, nice nice short and pretty different feel from that last track. So although it's still got some of that darkness to it. So yeah. It does. It absolutely does. Oh. Yeah. And speaking of darkness, oh, this is your next game. This is the one I was thinking of where the first one is reminiscence very much of Link yes, to the Past. Yes, th this is the series that this the second one is like, like transition yeah. to the mm -hmm. next generation. Yeah, this is the series that followed that formula. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, what are we listening to first in your next block? All right, we are going to kick off our last block of the episode outside of the closeout pick, of course. By taking a listen to Sparkle, Sparkle, Nero Maze from <laughs> Anodyne 2, Return to Dust. Released on August 12th, 2019, composed by Melos Hontani.
coming up next, we'll be taking a listen to Eden from Darksiders. Released January 5th, 2010, composed by Scott Morton. And closing out this block, let's go ahead and take a listen to Sunkiss Canyons from Blossom Tales 2, The Minotaur Prince. Released August 16th, 2022, composed by Josie Breckner.
Coming back in, we are talking about Sparkle, Sparkle, Nero Maze from Anodyne 2, Return to Dust, again composed by Melos Hontani. I really like the names of the tracks in the soundtrack, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're really, they're really fun. And, and what a, what a nice soundtrack. I think I like the soundtrack to Anodyne 2 a little better than the first one, but they're both really strong. Yeah, they're both good soundtracks. I have listened to them. I've seen a lot of gameplay of these games i don't i may or may not own these games i don't know exactly what <laughs> right. i've either picked up or gotten codes for in the past uh, i definitely own anodyne on the switch but i've barely touched it so i can tell you i don't i've never played anodyne 2 for sure um but this is the series that like you were talking about earlier right the original anodyne is kind of based on and is similar to a link to the past and and the original Whereas, legend of zelda too yeah yeah anodyne 2 goes into the 3d realm more similar to you know ocarina of time yeah majora's yeah. mask but also just more out or just nintendo 3d platformers from the 64 era in general right yeah, I although feel like it I actually I heard I read in some of the places where they talked about Anodyne 2 that it, it looks almost exactly like a PS1 game. Like the, the designers tried to make it look like PS1. So, but you know there were a lot of similarities in in some of the polygonal stuff on PS1 to uh, those N64 platformers like this. But what a fun little track, man! I really like this. Yeah, it's a fun track. It reminds me. I don't know where this takes place in the game, but it reminds me of like the either the mini game shooting music in Ocarina of Time like in Hyrule Castle Town mm-hmm. um, or just like shop music in general in those in in Ocarina of Time like it's clearly inspired by at least it feels to me like Ocarina of Time in terms of the music yeah but um, it also reminds me a little bit of some of the later Mario stuff like specifically 3D World and like the techno stuff that plays in the like the mazes the platforms yeah. that switch when you uh, jump and stuff like that so but really fun. The artwork is really cute on the, the cover. And um, you can actually find the whole soundtrack on uh, the the composer's bandcamp, Melos Hantani. So definitely go check it out and support the artist. And um, absolutely very nice soundtrack. So, yeah, it's really good. It's a great soundtrack and a great track. And then we move into Darksiders. Darksiders. We to Eden. Yeah. This was composed again by Scott Morton. I freaking love Darksiders, dude. The original Darksiders. I don't hate Darksiders 2, Darksiders 3, and Darksiders Genesis. I've played them all. Uh, but honestly, the original Darksiders is a freaking gem. It is basically an adult version of Ocarina of Time. It's so good. It's such a great Zelda game. And you get to play as war. <laughs> I was going to say this like Lich King looking, you know, dude looks like he's straight out of Warcraft. Um, well, he's one on of the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It's war. Well, there you go. There yeah. you go. Oh, man. That's uh, it's intense. Um, the uh, the giant sword with uh, all the faces on it and everything is this looks like a dope game, dude. And dude, um, it's so good. There's a remastered version of this game that came out a few years ago. Um, this game is definitely worth playing if you never have. It's very, very good. 
The entire soundtrack is good. I've talked about brought it something fairly recently from Darksiders, or maybe I did. Mm, I think it, it's possible. Yeah, it rings a bell. Yeah, but this is a very dark, very ominous track. Oh yeah, um, doesn't sound like Eden to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows? You know, we don't um, know. Maybe Eden's not what they say it was. And maybe it's not what it used to be. You know, not a valley of or, eternal yeah. spring. <laughs> yeah, it's a valley of eternal damnation now and yeah but <laughs> this is i wouldn't even call this sad it's just it's so dark it's almost scary it's a very ominous i already said that word but it's getting late yeah. so <laughs> and i really like the strings in this track dude it's gorgeous mm-hmm. yeah like, i really like this track very nice very nice stuff cinematic this Absolutely. is the the tune that plays when your character when the main character is getting into a dangerous and suspenseful situation <laughs> Good stuff, though, dude. Good stuff. And then my last track of that block, we went to Blossom Tales. We were talking about it earlier in the show already. But uh, I brought Sunkiss Canyons from Blossom Tales to the Minotaur Prince. Again, composed by Josie Breckner. I love these games, man. Kyle's a big fan of Blossom Tales, too. He loved the I don't know that he ever played the second one yet, but he was a massive fan of the first one, just like I was. I remember when I played the original Blossom Tales, I was sick cuddled up under a blanket like curled back in a rocking chair just enjoying my life not trying to die because the game was so similar to Link to the Past like I freaking love Blossom Tales and then Blossom Tales 2 comes along last year and I did a review for it it's one of the reviews we actually did when we relaunched RPGera.com before we stopped doing reviews again but there is a review up I really enjoyed my time with this game the entire soundtrack is incredible But I brought this one because it reminds me so much of, like, uh, a a different version of Gerudo Valley. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because the area in Blossom Tales 2 is reminiscent of that when this track is playing. Okay. Okay, cool. I really like, I I played a couple hours, I think, of the first Blossom Tales. I really like the um, the motif of it's a guy telling a story to his kids. Yeah, it's so dope. It's so cool. And his his grandson and granddaughter are the actual stars of the story it's so cool and they keep uh they keep like changing the you know the story as he tells it and it's yeah and he gets all pissed fun. off and <laughs> <laughs> it's super fun and the music is great i had some tracks on my list from both uh both of these games and um this looks really fun it's really charming and um this would this track low-key might be this one and uh Actually, your opening track and then my track from Faerun. One of those three is my favorite track of the episode. But this this is really nice. I like I like this track a lot. Yeah, I think this is a great one as well. Uh, obviously, that's why I brought it. But I think I would. I, I mean, I I I I lean towards your Faerun track <laughs> in terms of my favorite. It was a good episode, though, man. And I mean, when you're talking about games that are inspired by you know the best gaming series ever, it's uh, you're gonna have some really good stuff. And yeah, <laughs> and other people may disagree. There are a lot of great series out there, but for me personally, I, I, I love Zelda. I love it. It's the only game, only series where when a new one comes out, I know before anything, with the exception of Triforce Heroes, before I know anything else, I'm getting this game day one. Like, oh yeah, I love the Zelda games so much. Yep, I do too. It's definitely one of my favorite franchises. Um, Ocarina of Time is still one of my favorite games of all time. So 
Yeah. I really, really enjoy this series. And I, like I said, I know I said earlier, I cannot wait for next Friday, but I also can't wait for the next couple episodes where we continue to explore and celebrate the legend yeah. of Zelda. I'm excited, dude. Yeah. The only thing I'm disappointed about right now is that, uh, you know, you didn't rise to the bait. I, I said two or three times that Link to the Past was the best Zelda game. And you and Frank always used to argue Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time. And <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm over the argument at this point, you know, I'm just over the argument. Ocarina of Time's clearly better. I don't see what the argument is. So. Well, agree to disagree, but we will, I think we will both agree when Tears of the Kingdom comes out that we're having the time of our lives. So. Oh yeah. And I can't wait to see if, you know, where I would rank that one. Breath of the Wild did end up making it pretty high in terms of my uh, overall sure. Zelda yeah. list, right? Um, I still don't think I would put it above Link to the Past or Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I don't think I would either. It is up there. It's definitely a top five Zelda. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think Tears of the Kingdom could be as well. It's shaping up to be better than Breath of the Wild. I mean, you're never going to make the same kind of impact as, the as, you know, Breath of the Wild did, but... Um, but it's looking to be a better game, and I, I cannot wait. I'm so With excited. With the crafting system and all of the different ways you can do things. And more characters involved, yeah. and Ganon is back, Ganondorf. There's um, potential that this could end up being number one. If it if it hits and just nails everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it delivers it could, on all the promise. If it could end up being the best Zelda of all time. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. You'll get to hear our thoughts in a couple episodes, I'm sure. So Yeah. I can't wait to get there. But before we do, and before we close it out, we still have to talk about our closeout track. Yeah, which uh, I made a little switch. Uh, originally, I was going to close out with that uh, the the canon song, Fireside Rest from Genshin Impact, uh, because it was just a nice, chill little track. But then I listened to this one again before we started recording. Um, we're talking about the ending theme from Crystallis on the NES. Uh, and... This, um, you know, it's an ending theme and it just, it's upbeat, it's happy. Uh, so leaving off on kind of a, you know, kind of a positive notes. And plus, I think that this sounds really good with your stinger, which uh, I think about from time to time when I have um, an ending <laughs> track. <laughs> so this but, is definitely an ending theme, though, man. It's just got that vibe to it. For sure. For sure. And I like it has a little little ditty at the end where, like you said, that's where the thank you for playing message pops up. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this is so, a great game, too. This is a really fun game. It is really fun. A little SNK joint. And even though it looks like your typical fantasy adventure, it actually is a post-apocalyptic game, which is fun. It is um, yep. uh, similar to a little bit to both uh, the original Zelda and Ease, but also yes. it does a lot of its own thing. Um, but definitely drew a lot of comparisons at the time because it was on the NES. It had some similarities to Zelda. And uh, so, yeah, um, nice little nice little throwback track here. All right. Well, like you said, this was a fun episode. I'm glad we did this. I, I cannot freaking wait for next week, man. Mm, yeah. Next week's episode so is going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun next week. All I will say is that if you liked what we did with the Rainbow Road episode uh, and you like Zelda, I think that you're going to like what we're doing next week. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. But I think that's going to about do it. Do you have anything you want to plug before we leave? I do not. Just the usual nowadays. You may uh, never you can... not have anything else to plug anymore at this point. 
I might not. Now that, we'll now see. that I think about it, we might have to change up how I actually <laughs> ask if you have anything else to say at the end of the show at this point. I always have ideas, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. We are going to be plugging something here, probably starting in a couple episodes that's coming up. Uh, but, oh, sure, yeah, um, yeah, But, you know, just uh, you can find me on Twitter at BedrothX and at Masters of EGM. Um, one is my more personal Twitter, and one is my VGM-related one. If you like knowing about a lot of VGM stuff, I share a lot of things on there. Um, and then you can find my my, uh, my kiddo, uh, former co-host of Very Good Music, Shukapow, um, on Twitter and on YouTube. Go check out her stuff. It's cool. All right. Well, I guess that'll about do it then. Uh, it means I get to go to sleep, Petroth. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 1 a.m. I get to go to bed. I'm fine. I'm excited. Yeah. Congratulations. The winner is you, old man. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that'll unfortunately bring us to the close of the show for this week. We do want to thank you for staying with us listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music, more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow this show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. What are we closing out with, Bedroth? We are closing out with Ending Theme 1 from Crystallis, released April 13th, 1990, composed by Yoko Osaka. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.